Hi everybody, this is Olayin Kaolo Jolu and you're listening to Day Springs of Grace broadcast. My objective in this broadcast is to bring a blend of biblical accuracy and practical insights concerning relevant issues in our world today. And my hope is that ultimately, Day Springs of Grace will be helping us better understand God's heart and His purposes for our lives. Thank you so much for joining in today. In this episode, I will continue speaking about the power of choice. Okay, so last week, we started looking at the issue of choices. I mentioned that the power to choose is one of the things that God has blessed us with as human beings. And we looked at different passages of scripture while also illustrating with some stories and statistical data. I mentioned, for instance, that some sources say that human beings make up to 35,000 choices in a day. That's adults. And in fact, that a research in particular found an average adult American makes over 200 choices regarding food alone. And you know, thinking about it, I, I remember a story that I read some years back that illustrates this multiplicity of choices available to us when it comes to the issue of food. You know, permit me to just share that story, right? It is said that um, one-time British Prime Minister Herbert Asquith spent a weekend at some estate of a rich family. And so one day during that weekend, Asquith was being waited on at tea time by the butler in the house. And then they had this conversation. So the butler asked Asquith, do you want tea, coffee, or a peach from the wall? And so Asquith said, tea please. And then it didn't stop there. So the butler asked, is it China? India or Ceylon tea? Asquith said, China, please. The butler went on. Do you want lemon, milk or cream? And Asquith said, milk. Reading the story, I would have thought that once he said milk, then that would be the end. But no, the butler went on to ask, is it Jersey, Hereford or Shorthorn milk? You see, the point is that There are so many options, so many choices, and we just have to make a decision. And the truth is, every choice has its consequence. Simple choices, like I said last week, when repeated, become patterns that form our character. Small choices become actions, and actions become habits, and then habits become our way of life. But then, some choices have more significant consequences than others. And though God has given us the power and freedom to make choices, the consequences of our choices are not within our power to determine. I know I mentioned the life of Moses and his parents, mentioned Cain, talked about Lot, and even Judas Iscariot last week. But in this episode, permit me to refer to a few more Bible characters. And together, let's just consider how their lives were shaped by some specific choices that they made. And so in this episode, I want us to go to some sons of Jacob, specifically the first three sons of Jacob, Reuben, Simeon, and Levi. Of course, the entire narrative of their lives is pretty long. So we will go to the end of Jacob's life and then walk our way backwards. So these three, Reuben, Simeon, and Levi, they were Jacob's oldest sons. And in Genesis 49, we find Jacob 
giving his final address to his sons. And it is in this passage in Genesis 49 that we find Jacob's declaration concerning his three oldest sons. So let me read to you what Jacob says from Genesis 49 from verse 1. It says, Then Jacob called together all his sons and he said, Gather around me and I will tell you what will happen to each of you in the days to come. Come and listen, you sons of Jacob. Listen to Israel, your father. Verse 3. Reuben, you are my firstborn, my strength, the child of my vigorous youth. You are first in rank and first in power, but you are as unruly as a flood, and you will be first no longer. For you went to bed with my wife, you defiled my marriage couch. Verse 4. Verse 5, sorry. Simeon and Levi are two of a kind. Their weapons are instruments of violence. May I never join in their meetings. May I never be a party to their plans. For in their anger, they murdered men and they crippled oxen just for sport. A curse on their anger, for it is fierce. A curse on their wrath, for it is cruel. I will scatter them among the descendants of Jacob. I will disperse them throughout Israel. This is Genesis chapter 49 verses 1 to 7. So Reuben was the first son. And as the first son, he should have received a double portion of inheritance. You know, when people say double portion in these contemporary times, you know, we're thinking of double portion of the anointing, so to speak. But the origin of that term, double portion, was the portion that was reserved for the firstborn, alright? So Reuben should have received a double portion of inheritance under normal circumstances. But in this case, however, Reuben lost the blessing and the prestige that should have come to him as a firstborn. The passage we just read, Jacob said that Reuben was the firstborn, but he would no longer be the first. Reuben lost the prime position. And in fact, the reason for this was that this was a consequence of a choice that Reuben had made several years earlier. In Genesis chapter 35, we read of how Reuben slept with his father's concubine. And now years later, he lost his position. He lost his prestige along with the weighty paternal blessings that Jacob would have pronounced on him. So let's leave Reuben and go to the next two sons, Simeon and Levi. They were the next two sons, but even they had their own issues. Earlier on in their lives, their sister Dina was violated by Shechem. Shechem was a Canaanite prince, as we read in Genesis chapter 34. So subsequently, Shechem tried to get his father to ask for Dina's hand in marriage. But these two brothers, Simeon and Levi, were motivated by anger and a desire for revenge. And they ended up not just killing Shechem, who had raped their sister, but also killed Shechem's father and all the men of the city. You read that story in Genesis 34. And so, by this point in time, in Genesis 49, when Jacob was making these declarations, what was playing out was that these three sons, Reuben, Simeon and Levi, were paying for the choices they had made long before. And then all of a sudden, the fourth son, Judah, who was not the first, 
he wasn't the second he wasn't the third now became of prime importance in the whole um in the amongst all jacob's sons now became the one that was most important because of choices that the first three sons had made so let me ask you again and challenge everyone that is listening what choices are you making are you making the right choices or do you simply drift through life not taking responsibility for your actions or inactions we must always remember that our choices are powerful so we cannot afford to make the wrong ones for the remainder of this week's episode i want to share a few factors that have come to recognize could influence us to make the wrong choices this is not all the possible factors that make us make wrong choices but a few common ones that i have noticed the first i would speak about is what i call uncontrolled emotions uncontrolled emotions of course it is well recognized that we are usually more vulnerable to making wrong choices when we are experiencing deep emotional upheavals whether positive or negative so for instance someone has won a lottery and has won a million no let's say a a, well, a million now will not will not be so much right but let's say a million dollars it is very likely it is very likely if the person is not in co- good control of ease or, or our choices um some people because of winning a million dollars could make start making the wrong choices when people are heartbroken or sad or even when people are extremely happy they become more prone to making poor choices because of uncontrolled emotions and so it's important to avoid making important choices when you are in such emotional states some people because of sadness some people because they are just very happy take the wrong choices make the wrong choices that begin to have some serious consequences in their lives and what we're supposed to do is to make well coming to our decisions and making choices when our minds are very clear in the same vein some other physical conditions may also make us vulnerable to making wrong choices so things like hunger anger loneliness and tiredness are the most common physical conditions that usually influence people negatively for instance simeon and levi were influenced by their anger And that was what made them make the wrong choices when it came to how they dealt with the person who had raped their sister. Not only them, but we also find in Genesis chapter 25, we see Esau who made a wrong choice when he was overwhelmed by hunger. Overwhelmed by hunger, Esau sold his birthright because he was hungry. He couldn't control the hunger and so uncontrolled emotions. And then some physical conditions as well can make us more vulnerable to making wrong choices. Let's move on quickly to the next one. Pressure from others or pressure from peers. Pressure from others or pressure from peers. External pressure from others. Sometimes through bad advice or bad influence could lead us into making the wrong choices. external pressure from others through bad advice or just bad influence could lead us into making wrong choices one of the most significant of those um, illustrations that i find in scripture is in the book of second samuel chapter 13 
second samuel chapter 13 and this is in the life of amnon amnon was one of david's sons and he became attracted to his half-sister tamar and instead of amnon to deal with this issue appropriately he followed the bad advice from his friend jonadab and he implemented a devious scheme to ensure that he raped tamar jonadab's advice was what led amnon to making the wrong choice but you see that choice did not just lead to incestuous rape but also led to fratricide as Tamar's brother, two years later, Absalom, killed Amnon. And so one choice led to rape, but then also led to murder within the family. And it set the tone for several other things that happened in David's household. And so we need to be careful of the kind of associations that we keep. We need to be careful. You see, it is in the recognition of the power of our association with people that scriptures warn us repeatedly. For instance, in Proverbs chapter 13, verse 20, scripture says, The one who walks with the wise will become wise, but a companion of fools will suffer harm. The one who walks with the wise will become wise, but a companion of fools will suffer harm. 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 33 says, Do not be deceived. Bad company corrupts good morals. Do not be deceived. Bad company corrupts good morals. And so there's pressure from our friends, pressure from our peers. Listening to bad advice can lead us into making the wrong choices. In fact, sometimes this pressure may not even be personally directed towards us. I mean, it may not be like receiving bad advice, like in Amnon's case. In some cases, it could just be just this, this mob mentality effect. It could be a herd mentality effect in which we are just influenced by our peers to adopt certain behaviors. You see, the truth is that generally, generally, there's a natural desire in us to want to feel among, to belong to our circle. And then sometimes this ends up making or leading people to make wrong choices. In 1 Samuel chapter 8, we find the people of Israel demanding for a king because they noticed that this was the system of governance operating in other nations around them. Don't forget, what God had wanted was for Israel to be a theocracy where God would be leading them himself. But you see, in 1 Samuel chapter 8, they voiced out their desperation because they saw the nations around them and they said they wanted a king who could lead them into battle. And what was happening was that they were looking at the things around them and they allowed those things to influence them. Sometimes we look at things happening on the social media, not realizing a lot of times what we see and what people show us is not the reality of their lives. And so you see people, you know, behaving in certain ways and putting up certain behavior on social media and all of that, Facebook, Twitter and all of that. And you, you feel so pressured to make the wrong choices. It's important, it's important that we do not have to make choices based on what everyone else is doing. 
I know people say the voice of the people is the voice of the Lord, but it is not always true. The popular choice is not always the right choice. The popular choice is not always the right choice. And it's important for you as a child of God not to be influenced simply by the things that are happening around you or bowing to the pressure of your peers of the things that are happening all around. Let me move on quickly to the next factor. The next factor that I notice is the issue of impatience or hastiness. Impatience or hastiness. You see, many times people make choices without proper deliberation or consideration. In our haste or impatience, we make wrong choices. Make wrong decisions that we then regret later. Proverbs 14 and verse 29, he says, He that is slow to wrath is of great understanding, but he that is of hasty spirit exalted fully. Proverbs 19 and verse 2, he says, Also that the soul be without knowledge, it is not good. And he that hasteth with his feet sinneth. You remember King Saul? Part of King Saul's problems included his haste in offering sacrifices to God himself instead of waiting for the prophet Samuel. In 1 Samuel chapter 13, you find the story. They were about to go into battle and Samuel had told Saul to wait for him. But Saul waited there seven days for Samuel. But Samuel still didn't come. And so, what did Saul do? Saul demanded, bring me the bond offering and the peace offerings. And Saul made the bond offerings himself. Strangely or coincidentally, in verse 10 of 1 Samuel chapter 13, what the scripture says is that just as Saul was finishing with the bond offering, Samuel arrived. And then Saul went out to meet him and to greet him. But Samuel said, what have you done? What is this that you have done? And then Saul started replying, oh, I saw the man, the man, the man, the man, and I couldn't wait, and, and all that, and all that. But you know what Samuel said to him? He said to him, how foolish of you. You should have just waited. That was the summary of what Samuel said to Saul. He should have just waited. And beginning from that time, Saul's kingdom was already taken away from him simply because he did not wait. There are many times in our lives that we just need to be patient and exercise patience. Remember Abraham and Sarah, God gave them a promise and they didn't wait. They didn't wait. They went ahead and tried to help God and had a son through Hagar. But that led to serious, serious conflicts between Sarah and Hagar and between the two sons, Ishmael and Isaac. Hastiness is sometimes a manifestation of a lack of faith in God. Isaiah chapter 28 and verse 16, he says, He that believeth shall not make haste. He that believeth shall not make haste. See, we need to learn to avoid the influence of haste or impatience when we're making our choices. I still have two more factors, so let me rush. The next is the trap of instant or immediate gratification. The trap of instant or immediate gratification. 
It is linked with impatience and uncontrolled emotions or urges. And this is the desire to experience pleasure or fulfillment without any delay. The desire to experience pleasure or fulfillment or satisfaction without any delay. Esau is another example of this common human experience. In Hebrews chapter 12, verses 16 and 17, we read of, of Esau as the one who traded, traded his birthright as the firstborn son for a single meal. And then afterward, when he wanted his father's blessing, he was rejected. He gave up his birthright just to satisfy his hunger. He gave up his birthright just to satisfy his hunger. And up till now, up till now, in fact, in Esau's case, in Hebrews chapter 12, what scripture says in verse 17 was that it was too late afterwards for repentance, even though he begged with tears. Why? He had made his choice and he had to live with the consequences. And up till now, people still make wrong choices based on instant gratification. Many people, you find some people, you know I'm a doctor, so let me go a bit medical in this case. You find people who are obese, who are diabetic, who have heart disease, or some who have liver disease, some who have kidney disease, and you warn them about their food choices or certain things that they need to stay away from. But many people just cannot. Why? Because of this trap of instant gratification. And in our country and in Africa generally and perhaps even in the world, all these conditions that I mentioned, obesity, diabetes, heart disease, liver disease, kidney disease, they are all on the increase and they are worsened by many of these choices that people make. And even when we as medical practitioners warn people and instruct people, people still make the wrong choices. Why? Oh, that meal tastes just too nice. Oh this drink is just too cool. Why? Just for the sake of instant gratification. Let me share with you a story, a personal experience that I had some years back. I think it was about six years ago now. And this has to do with another area where people commonly fall into the trap of instant gratification. And this has to do with sexual temptations. And so I was in South Africa, I was in Cape Town to be precise, I was there for a few days, maybe about a week. I was there for a scientific event, it was a conference, a summit. And so while I was there, of course I was away from my family and I was staying in a hotel and um, on the very, the last night, the last night that I was going to be in Cape Town, I walked into the elevator and I saw a lady in the elevator, alright? And um, she said, hello. I said, hello. I'd seen some children in the hotel, so I just assumed she was their mother. All right. So when she said, hello, I, I said, hello. Then she was like, oh, are you staying here? I said, yes, I'm staying here. Yeah. <laughs> and then she was like, where are you from? I said, I was from Nigeria. And then um, the next thing she said was, oh, um, do you want to buy me a drink or something like that? I, you know, I, I didn't realize that in South Africa, if people asked... <laughs> Do you want to buy me a drink? Then they, they were talking about something else. Anyway, I went into the lobby and I was sitting there 
and then she came and she sat beside me and then started saying all sorts of things you know she she kept saying no oh, you know you mean you're just going to leave south africa without having fun and i was like you know in fact i, was, I told her i'm married you know i'm a pastor and she was like yeah 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 in fact she she mentioned that she also sang in the choir and that she was used of the holy spirit many times you know and then she asked me what i did i told her i was a doctor and then that's not what she did and she told me she was a pleasure consultant you know and the card she was playing was to lure me to make the wrong choice by playing that card of instant gratification and up till now many men and women are led to believe that their sexual desires must be fulfilled without any delay and this leads them to make a catalog of wrong choices i'm saying we need to avoid that trap of instant gratification. You need to be able to say no, and you don't have to fulfill those desires immediately. Let me speak about the last factor, and then we'll end this episode. You know, this, some people may feel that it's not common among Christians, but I see it to be a problem in our society, and it's rapidly increasing. And this has to do with substance use. The consumption or use of alcohol or drugs, nicotine, amphetamines, morphine, tramadol. And this is one of the most dangerous things to ever gain control over people's ability to make the right choices. Substance use. If you remember in Genesis chapter 19, the story of Lot. You see, Lot became the father of his daughter's sons under the influence of alcohol. His daughters got him drunk and then they committed incest and eventually had sons for their father. Lot, in our contemporary society, substance use is increasing at an alarming rate. Even kids in secondary school. Many young men and women are engaging in substance use in much larger quantities than before. And you see, you know I said emotions, uncontrolled emotions can affect people and make them make decisions, wrong decisions. The truth is, these substances can influence people to a much higher degree, perhaps, you know, like a thousand times more than the natural human emotions. These substances would cause disorientation as well as abnormal physical and psychological responses and thereby influence people to make the wrong choices. Proverbs chapter 20 and verse 1, it says, Wine produces mockers, alcohol leads to brawls, those led astray by drink cannot be wise. Let me read to you a portion of Proverbs 23. I like that portion of scripture. Proverbs 23 from verse 29. It says, Who has anguish? Who has sorrow? Who is always fighting? Who is always complaining? Who has unnecessary bruises? Who has bloodshot eyes? Verse 30 says, It is the one who spends long hours in the taverns trying out new drinks. Verse 31, it says, Don't gaze at the wine, seeing how red it is, how it sparkles in the cup 
how smoothly it goes down for in the end it bites like a poisonous snake it stings like a viper you will see hallucinations and you will say crazy things you will stagger like a sailor tossed at sea clinging to a swaying mast and you will say they hit me but i didn't feel it i didn't even know it when they beat me up when i when will i wake up so i can look for another drink now proverbs 23 was talking about alcohol but what i'm saying is that there are so many other substances that can influence people like alcohol or maybe even worse marijuana tramadol in fact i hear people now even drink cough syrup and all sorts of things just to influence them in certain ways i remember going to nairobi maybe 10 years ago and hearing stories of the different things that people do under the influence of different substances it was it was this was 10 years ago and it was really bad at that time and i can imagine that it is worse and getting worse all over the world you see these different substances affect the human mind and they impede us from exercising our volition with clarity and so it is important it is wise for us to avoid them when making our choices and so these are some of the common factors that usually influence people to make wrong choices and in the next episode i'll then proceed to discuss how we as believers can go about making the right choices and so as we end i pray for you today that you take the right opportunities that come your way that we recognize the power of our choices and avoid making the wrong ones in our daily lives. Hello again, everyone. Thanks for listening to this broadcast. Don't forget, you can reach out to me to ask any questions, make specific requests about topics to be discussed, and even send in prayer requests via email. The email address is daysprings.ofgrace at gmail.com. Daysprings.ofgrace at gmail.com. Like I mentioned in one of the earlier episodes, I have some requests already, and I will get to them pretty soon. A recording of this broadcast will be available on the showreel on this channel, MixLR, and also on our Google Cast, Mixcloud, Anchor, Spotify, Radio Public, and Pocket Cast channels. And you can listen to the episodes on any of these platforms. The links will be provided later. So join me again next time. It's important that you're here next week so you can listen to the concluding part of these um, discussions on making choices. So join me again next time and have an amazing week.